The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Baseball season is right around the corner. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast and SeatGeek are on a 30-day tour with fans from around the major leagues. Listen in as we talk about where to get a bite or a beverage pre- and post-game. Best place to sit at every ballpark. Favorite food, favorite players, and favorite moments from all 30 stadiums around the big leagues. It's the 1420 Fan Experience Ballpark Tour brought to you by SeatGeek. Let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Tour Around the Big Leagues brought to you by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD for 20 bucks off of your first purchase today at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. Like I said, uh, got this new venture going on. Happy to be joined by Robin Adams, uh, co-owner of the Wisconsin Sports Heroics, amongst a lot of other things you got going on. How are you doing today, Robin? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. Like I said, I got a new venture going on, and thank you very much for being the guinea pig on this uh, this first edition of the Tour Around the Ballparks. Got some other ones. I'm sure by the time I get to the 30th one, I'll have it all figured out. We'll, uh, we'll get this going. Um, first off, do you still call it Miller Park? Well, I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Either Miller Park or one thing that a lot of fans have grown to love calling it is the AmFam Clam. Just rolls off the tongue. The AmFam Clam. I never even thought of that, but it makes sense when you see the uh, the outside uh, the outside of the ballpark there. Yeah, because it's uh, the names of, of all these parks that are changing to all, all uh, the different sponsors and everything else. It's it's hard to keep track of them all across the big leagues. You usually go back to what they originally called. Like I still call uh, the one in San Francisco Pac Bell to me. That's what it was forever. And safe is still safe quote to me in Seattle. So it's kind of hard to get away from from that. All. But uh, anyways, once uh, let's say you got a, a Friday night in June. You got you got the uh, the with the family without the family. A Friday night in June. Uh, the Cubs are in town. Let's say uh, what's uh, the game day experience like? How do you get going? What time do you head down to the AmFam Clam? I guess we're gonna call it now. Well, that depends on what you want to do in Milwaukee. Our fans are really big on tailgating in the parking lot before games. Yeah. And so you'll see a lot of fans showing up two, two and a half hours early, exactly when the parking lot opens, busting out their grills, getting out their tailgate games, cornhole, ladder, ladder golf. We call it testicle toss yeah. over here. And just having just having a really good time throwing a football around, throwing baseball around, throw on your bratwurst, your hot dogs, burgers, everything like that. And and pre-gaming, of course, in Milwaukee. We're big on pre-gaming. Yeah. 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 Gotta get your spotted cow, your Miller Light. Is there is there a decent because it's a pretty vast parking lot? Like, I haven't been there yet. It's what's on my list to, to go there. Uh, is there a pretty vast parking lot? There, lots of space to to tailgate. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It is. They they, they have really two lots on on two sides of of the park. One is on the the freeway side uh, by I-94 and goes back about half a mile or so. And then the other one is on the side of uh, facing downtown Milwaukee. Did you know the Brewers aren't actually in Milwaukee? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's technically West Dallas. <laughs> and so it, the other parking lot faces Milwaukee. 
must have been a tax break or something there to get the, the ballpark or something out there. Who knows? Well, you know. <laughs> it's usually yeah. the way it works. Uh, are there any yeah. uh, pregame spots that people go to? Because I read somewhere that there's shuttles that go from a, a – from from decent bars and this and that and everything else is there is there uh is there some what's the go-to places for for a, a pre-game before you head over say maybe to the tailgate what's the, what's the, the go-to uh, i mean spots? Man, we have bars that will shuttle people to brewers games from as far away as sheboygan wisconsin like really? two hours away but if you're not like in sheboygan and you're in milwaukee proper there are probably three or four dozen bars that will shuttle you to and from the game. What's the, uh, the big brewers bar pregame? Like what's the one that you would recommend to, uh, to an out of town or say, this is the place you got to go. I am a big fan of Polly's in West Dallas myself. It is right across the street from state fair park. They got a phenomenal bar scene there. Phenomenal food, great beer selection. I really enjoy that one. If you want to be a little bit closer to the park, there's Kelly's Bleachers, which is on this, which is on Blue Mound Road. And right on Blue Mound Road near Miller Park, there's like a stretch of 10 different bars that all they all shuttle to, to Miller Park slash the clam. And you really can't go wrong with either one of them. That sounds like my kind of spot because you go there about three hours, three, four hours before game time. Then you grab a box of beer and just go around the uh, the parking lot and join in some tailgates there. Absolutely. Is, is, the, is the fan base basically, are they, is everybody really friendly? Because I've always found that around ballparks, no matter if there's a rivalry or not uh, with the team. There, I mean, there's some, there's a little bit of loose ribbing here and there. But are people in, in, at the tailgates are they more, than, more, more than welcome to uh, let you join in for a, a beverage and a conversation? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the Brewers fan base is pretty great. Uh, completely biased myself, but you you can you can just tell by being there that everyone just really enjoys the atmosphere. Everyone just enjoys being a Brewers fan, and I mean you can go from tailgate to tailgate and have a good time with whoever. Oh, I, I love that stuff because a lot of times, like a game is a game, but the before and afterwards, that you, you can get some pretty good memories and a lot of a lot of good laughs and some good conversations, and you meet a lot of people. Okay, you get ready to go into the game. You go through the gate. Is there is there a, a what's your next move? Like, is there a, a certain spot you go to? Is there a certain you, you like? I mean, batting practice is pretty tough to get to nowadays. The way they have it all spaced out. But uh, is there a certain uh, like what do you get in your hands before you get to your seat? Well. Before you even go in, if you mentioned you haven't been to Milwaukee yet, what you got to do before you even get in the park is you got to take a stroll down the Brewers uh, Walk of Fame. Oh, there you go. And they got different plaques on, on the ground to honor various Brewer greats from you know, seventies up to two thousands. There's statues of Bob Euchre, Robin Yount, Bud Selig around as well. So it's kind of like a little little walking tour outside of of there that I think that if you're gonna get there, you should really check it out because there's some good names that might bring back some memories and things like that, especially from when the Yankees and Brewers were in the same division. Yeah. 
way back when. That was quite the rivalry, actually. People forget about that. Uh, you, you mentioned two of those three names, and I didn't want to get too analytical here, but why not? Two of those three names, you mentioned Euchre, you mentioned Yount, uh, the, but then you get to Selig. What's uh, outside of Milwaukee? I don't know if Selig's that well-liked, or is he, is he kind of uh, in Milwaukee as well? We love him. I mean... <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I mean, well... We love him now that he's not the owner yeah. and that his family is not the owner. We're not very fond of the owner right now either, well, yeah. but what a lot of people don't realize is that without Bud Selig, there is no Milwaukee baseball team. 100%. He, he bought the Seattle Pilots and brought them to Milwaukee. Like There is no Milwaukee Brewers without Bud Selig, and I think for that reason, he still remembered and respected in Milwaukee yeah. while acknowledging his shortcomings as an owner and as the commissioner. Yeah. It's, it's an odd situation. Like I don't have nothing against the guy. He was up, up against a little bit with the, with the steroid scandal and everything else that was going on back then. And you can't really, you can't really blame for that stuff. So, yeah, so once you go down the walk of fame, which I, I'll, I'll check that out for sure. Cause I always, I always take the, like whenever I go to a new place, I always take the tour. And it's like that gets you in the ballpark a little bit earlier. I go like even before, like three, four hours before, and you take the tour. Is that something you've ever been on? Yeah, it's been a while. And they've added a lot of stuff. But once you get like you'll you'll be able to see the so there's the walk of fame, and then there's the wall of honor, which you'll see yep. which you'll get to when you get into the park. And that is a more selective group of players. Definitely Robin Yount, Hank Aaron, Paul Molitor, Prince Fielder, yeah. I think is on there. If he's not, he should be. He should but, be, yeah. But th- that's a really cool thing. You'll see in there, there's the, the main pro shop on the entrance. And then, like, any place in Milwaukee you enter in the gate and you automatically have three or four options of where to get your next drink. <laughs> okay. So yeah. we have there, they called it, it used to be a TGI Fridays and then Fridays lost the contract. And it was last year, the restaurant to be named later. And this year it's a Jacob lining Kugel lining Kugel's brewing uh, has the naming rights to it now. So it's a restaurant named after Jacob Lining Kugel, but that's in there. You can go and you don't need a ticket to do this. You can go there for, they and they give you a time limit. You get like an hour. You can go in there. You can get a seat in the restaurant. And if you ever see on TV at American Family Field, there are those windows in left field. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and you can watch the game while enjoying a beer and some food in the restaurant. And then they have a timeline case okay, somebody yeah, else can and take then, a seat. And then they're gonna rush seat. you out and they'll get, get you in. And um and, yeah. So that's it, that's pretty cool, but there are um a couple different places like that, re- restaurant type places in AmFam, which is really cool. Um, of course, there are vendors all over the place and, and things like that. A lot of local Milwaukee eateries have stands 
at various places so you get to get a taste of the local cuisine not just limiting yourself to your typical ballpark food i like that actually, whole ballparks i like the yeah. ballparks everywhere you go they 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 push that a little bit more and, and you get you get that it's not just get a hot dog and sit down or whatever and some popcorn yeah. and everything else a lot of places do that I, I like that about baseball parks a lot compared to other sports that, that don't really seem to do that but baseball seems to do yeah. that a little bit do you have a uh, like when you get into uh, in, into Miller? I'll just keep calling it Miller because that's just what I, I recognize. Do you have a uh, a go to seat? Like where do you like to sit when you go to a game? And do you have a regular seat, or do you just like do you mix it up a little bit? What's or what's your uh, when you uh, when you're trying to to sit down and, and enjoy the game? Because it's a two and a half to, to three and a half hour investment that you're sitting next to somebody, and you, you kind of got to like what's going on. So what's your go to? I mean, I don't really have too much of a preference best seats i ever had i was two rows behind home plate that was cool yeah uh, but typically i i sit i have a little toddler so i i usually sit like high up they call it uh bernie's terrace which is up near where bernie brewer has his little chalet and everything like yeah, that yeah, for the home run he and comes i like that slide. and that's yeah. really cool especially up on those levels if you have kids they have different play areas for kids too and for other kids that have sensory issues, they actually, you can go to customer service and you can get a sensory backpack that has different fidgets and headphones and things like that for yeah. them. And you can rent that out for the game and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Otherwise, I think like I prefer behind home plate just because you get to see everything that way. You can see the pitch a little bit better and everything else in it. You can see like and like you sit in the outfield. Well, you can see you can like see you, the scoreboard too. The scoreboard, yeah, that's that's weird. How some place you go to, you you can't really. You have to find where the scoreboard is, and the, like they have it kind of hidden until you. Yeah, you have to go three or four times to get it down down to a pattern. But uh, yeah, you, you were talking her off air a little bit before. We sh I should have said this earlier, but uh, your, your memories at, at Miller Park. But let's go. Back, let's rewind. Tell the uh, people people listening about your your first time at at County Stadium. Well, I was almost born at County Stadium, so that <laughs> was that was cool. But I I went to County Stadium a lot as a kid. I loved sitting in the bleachers then, back in the metal old metal bleachers there. Yeah. That was cool. Saw a lot of. Bad baseball at County Some Stadium. Some pretty lean years at County Stadium. Yeah, that, there's yeah, no doubt about was, that. It was not not a lot, but it was it was still cool. And what's nice is if you if you've ever been to a Brewers game at County Stadium, you remember the giant mug of beer that Bernie would slide into, and his yeah, I do. I old that, chalet. If you if you come to Milwaukee before you go to the game, like the night before, day before. You got to check out Lakefront Brewery because they bought the chalet and you can tour their brewery and you can see the chalet. They that's have cool. it inside. That's yeah. fantastic. I, I like when they keep the history stuff around like that. Uh, that's, that's, that's a good thing that goes. Uh, uh, you go to a game. Uh, who is your favorite player to ever don the uh, the pinstripes or the, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers uniform uh, over the years? Well, my personal favorite is still Robin Yount. He's, I think he's the greatest brewer, brewer player of all time. 
like we said, the nineties were pretty, pretty lean, yeah, pretty lean years and everything. But once you get to like 1998 going forward, there were some really exciting players. I remember cheering very loudly, albeit briefly for Richie Sexton when he was in Milwaukee. I two and a half now, years. Yeah. yeah. He hit 45 home runs for us one year. That was cool. That was like the first time in my life that we had a 40 home run player. The, uh, and I was I was born in '88, and he did that in 2002. Right in your wheelhouse, so, then. So yeah, so he must have been yeah. like, oh yeah, you're 14, 14 years old. Yeah. So that's like right there, right? It's uh, no, it's yeah. uh, you, you, you look at. I'm gonna get my Yankee, uh, my Yankee shtick in here because I always do, no matter who I talk to. What do you remember about that year that CC Sabathia came in there and? I, I don't want to say single-handedly. Man. I don't want to say single-handedly, but he single-handedly carried the uh, the Brewers to the promised land almost. Yeah, he sure did. And, like, you look at his stats with the Brewers, I think he threw, like, seven complete games. Yeah, it was crazy. Three shutouts. Like, you're never going to see that again. And I just remember it was so exciting to, like, first of all, it was 2008, and we were actually, like, winning. <laughs> like we actually had a winning record. Yeah. It was literally the first time in my life that we had a winning record that like, well, I shouldn't say that we had a winning record in 1992, 93. Yeah. But the, that even, was it. Yeah. There's yeah. also but, pretty powerhouse teams back then. But so, like yeah. green, like the, the, they traded all those prospects for Sabathia. And I think the only one that we really miss was Ramirez, Jose Ramirez. But uh, it was so worth it getting him. It was just like the emotion and the excitement. Like he really channeled that in and automatically like became one of the most beloved brewers of recent memory because of that. You know, Milwaukee has a great fan base right now. But back in 08, like in 07, it, it wasn't there. Yeah, like I remember you know, watching that. Winning you, you fixes remember, everything. Oh, it, but, it it does. Like it it uh, puts band aids on a, a lot of a lot of. But cuts. you know what Sabathia did was it was really the cap onto something that the Brewers were building for a long time, and what the Brewers have going on right now kind of reminds me of that. Like Sabathia came in and he pushed us over the top, but a lot of times what people don't remember is the guys that like got us up to the precipice were guys that they grew on the farm themselves. Giovanni Gallardo as the starting pitcher, Ryan Braun, Prince Fielder, Ricky Weeks, JJ Hardy, and Corey Hart were all their own prospects. And then they just needed that ace, that CC Sabathia to get him over. And that's what he did. And we got into the playoffs. They lost to the Phillies, but it was like, they got a taste of it. And you know, they got back into the playoffs in 2011, all the way to the NLCS. And then it kind of dismantled a bit. Prince Fielder left in free agency and a bunch of other guys left via trade or whatever. He had about five lean years after that. And then in 2017, they go 86-76, missed the playoffs by one game. And then we have a string of four straight playoff runs. But it all started with that that building, that core uh, on the farm. And 
the reason I compare it to now is because the Brewers, they missed the playoffs last year with a similar 86 and 76 record. Yeah. And they have these players that are potentially, well, not potentially, they are going to be leaving your Corbin Burns yeah. guy, you know. But on the farm, we got Garrett Mitchell, who played really well in September with the big league club. We have Sal Freelich coming up, Joey Weimar coming up, Bryce Terang, Robert Gasser, and then who is eventually going to be the number one prospect in all of baseball and Jackson Churio in our system. Yeah, it's like prospects are, are, are great to have. And I've said it before, it's not a branch original by any means, but prospects are cool, but championships are cooler. Uh, like when you got... You, yeah, you, well, like, you know what? In Milwaukee, like, we don't know anything about championships yeah, in baseball. If, like they said, like the so. CC Sabathia, if you got to get rid of a guy that you don't know, because they're they're just players. You don't know what you're, you... Like you hope that they're going to become something, but if you got to go and make that deal for a CC Sabathia, make that work uh, back then, it, it almost worked and it almost uh, took him to the promised land. And if, if you lost a player, well, you lost a player. Player, right and it's one of those things like you, you you can't look back and go well if we if 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 you, you give it a shot and if it didn't work well you try again next year right that's kind of how how baseball works it's it's hard to win it's so hard to win yes what uh you, you've been going to, to, to brewer games forever what's uh what's your favorite memory at a ballpark at a brewers game so I was at the game in 2008 where Ryan Braun hit the walk-off grand slam to send us to the playoffs that clinched the the playoffs for us. I was at that game. That was probably my my favorite one. But I was also I also was at the uh 2002 home run derby and the All-Star game that Bud Selig called a tie. I was there. Yeah, that was that. a bad. That and was a bad. It was a bad taste, but like the whole like leading up to it was really cool. Yeah, like I get it. Like, but it, it is just the All Star game. I get it, but it's yeah. It was a, it was a it was a bad look. Do you, do you like their, uh, their their victory song? You make my dreams come true. That they got there in Milwaukee. Like I'm, I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, so that that's what they use as well. Do you, do you like that song, or, or is it time to maybe move on a little bit and get something more a little more current? Or is tradition? It's, it's a tradition, probably. I mean, I don't really care too much about about it. I I more am. I think that they need to upgrade like the in game music that they got going. I mean, the organ is cool, but it's not church, you know. Oh yeah, sometimes like the organ kinda, can be a bit much where where it goes with that stuff. I'll tell you the best musical experience though at Miller Park was when Trevor Hoffman came to Milwaukee for a couple of years yep. and Hell's Bells would play before he came in. That was electric. Like that, that was cool. Like that was probably the coolest I ever saw. Like just because like the, the scoreboard would go dark and everyone got really quiet. Yeah. And then you would hear the bell. And it was just yeah, like I, cool. I, sh- I shouldn't say this because my my uh, my Yankee brethren will get to me, but I, I thought that uh, Hoffman's entrance was better than Mariano's entrance because I'm more of an ACDC guy than a Metallica guy, and just the way they did it in San Diego for all those years too, and then taking yeah. it to Milwaukee. No, I think that one was way better. Like I I, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, 
get going here. We got a couple more things. Uh, prediction for your team for the upcoming season. They won 86 and 76 last year. There, there were one game out of a playoff spot. Uh, Burns uh, is not a happy camper, but he's got a pitch and he's still got to perform, even though the uh, the arbitration hearing didn't go exactly his way. And the, those arbitration things, they, let's, let's touch on that. Those arbitration hearings can be a little bit tough because sometimes you hear what you don't want to hear and because and, they're trying to save money, right? And it's just the way it goes. What's your thought on the, the burn situation? I have a couple of things. One, it's really frustrating to still have an owner that won't spend money on a generational talent. Like, and it was like seven hundred grand or something, wasn't it? Like, it wasn't. It was seven hundred and forty thousand dollar difference, or something like that. I mean, I but take even like forty, but it's not. It's really, but, it's yeah. But even so, it's it, it's it's frustrating that it's a foregone conclusion that the Brewers will not be able to afford Corbin Burns, and like, you know, I I feel like. The smaller markets like the Brewers and everything really cop out on this whole small market thing because of the revenue share program. Yeah. I mean, the Brewers have a payroll of $105 million this year, and they're getting $110 million from last year's revenue share. Right off the bat. Like that, yeah, and so that covers their entire payroll. So everything's just profit. For the players. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's costs of running costs, the team like, yeah, and everything is, like but that, but like, come they're fine. on, yeah. like, and so I don't want to hear Brewers fans saying that the that the Yelich contract is weighing them down and it's the reason that they can't sign free agents. No, it's because the the owner will what? not spend the money. Like he can afford it, the Brewers can't afford it. They just don't. It's really frustrating. Yeah, there's a lot but, of teams that way. Yeah, yeah, and whatever but <laughs> the other thing with corbin burns is like don't get me wrong that man deserves every penny that he believes that he's worth but you know a local uh, radio guy um brian butch former wisconsin badgers basketball player does a show with john coon former packers player here in milwaukee and he had a really good point why was Corbin Burns even at that hearing? Like, that's your agent's job. Yeah, that's what you pay like, him you, to do. You know, you know you're going to hear stuff you don't want to hear. Yeah. Why put yourself through that? Which well, I and, thought was a fair point. And a good point. And then you can let your agent lie to you. Say, oh, we didn't get yeah. what we wanted here. So they had some points. And then the agent doesn't have to say anything. And because that, yeah. that's, that's, that's the percentage and that's the money that you're giving that agent. To, to That's his job. Right. You go get what you can get for me, and then I'll see you later. I'm going to go golfing or right. whatever. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. No, it's crazy. Are they a playoff team? Yeah, I think they are. I mean, they, they finished 86 and 76 last year with a really bad offense. And even though they didn't really spend money, didn't really, they didn't spend money in free agency this year, they still improved the team. They got William Contreras as, as their catcher now. Yeah. With that three-team trade with the A's and the Braves, which Omar Narvaez was awful last year offensively. And then, you know, I do believe that Luis Urias will have a bounce back here. He 
didn't play the first month of the season last year because of an injury during spring training. But as the season progressed, he got better and better. So I think he's going to have a better year. And I think he's going to play more now that Colton Wong is no longer on the team. He was traded to Seattle. We got Jesse Winker, who raked at Miller Park. Like, when he was with the Reds, I would get so mad when the Brewers pitched to him. Because he, he just eats up Amfam. Just eats it up. That retractable roof, like we'll get going to a little extra innings here in a second, but that retractable roof must have been a godsend a little bit. Hey, because there must have been some nights at uh, the old at the old county stadium where, like, oh man, I, I can't believe we're going. But now they got the retractable roof. Do you do you like when they when they close the roof just because the, the weather sometimes in Wisconsin can be a little uh, adverse? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. I prefer it when it's open, but it's yeah, nice 100%. to it's nice to you know, count on that not being a rain delay there. There actually though was one game called in Milwaukee during Millard park. It was during its first year when uh, the power went out, like they had a power outage and they had to call off the game. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. The, yeah, it was in 2000, the first year of the stadium, like the, the one time, a game was ever postponed in 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 Miller Park. You you wouldn't think with the uh, with modern technology that that would happen with a retractable roof, but I guess that's the way that if well, powers you know, off, powers the, off, right? I believe it was the first one though, so it was yeah. kind of a prototype. Yeah, see, I know that's it. Seems like a beautiful ballpark. I mean, like the inside of it, the whole bit. Yeah. It, seems, it seems fantastic and everything. I've never heard a negative thing about 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 no. uh, the Amfam Clam. I guess it's called yeah. It's pretty affordable, too. I mean, fans here complain about the prices, but when you compare the prices to other ballparks, it's really not that bad. And I think that more and the more the complaints are are that we're spending this money and we're not signing our players. Yeah, where's the, where, where's think, my money going to? Well, it's yeah, going to right. Guy. It's going to yeah, the owner's exactly. match. It's not like, going to a ball player. It's like, like a, if I, I can guarantee you that if they were to announce that they had extended Willie Adamas or Brennan Woodruff, then everyone would shut up about the prices because that's what we want. Yeah. Every, every team, like every team is, it's funny how fans are when they, they say, well, get this guy, get this guy, get this guy. Well, it doesn't work that way. You can't get like, like I hear that from Yankee fans all the time. Well, what, just go get everybody. Well, that's not how it works. Like it doesn't work yeah. that way at all. And especially no. for, for and I, no. I, and, and I don't want to call Milwaukee a, a small market because I like I agree with you. I don't I don't think that they are in that sense, but because they they could spend some more money, but they just don't. And it's just the competitive imbalance in baseball is uh, you can put it more on the owners than you can on on the uh, on the locations. I think. Yeah, it's one of those rare situations where I don't think a salary cap would help as much as a salary floor. Hundred percent would. And that's just me. But, you know, Milwaukee is such a great atmosphere. You know, we just signed earlier this week uh, Tyler Naquin. I think I'm pronouncing his name from the Mets last year, Naquin. And he he did an interview and he said the reason he signed was because Daniel Vogelbach and Hunter Strickland on two separate occasions told him, like, hey, you should check out Milwaukee in free agency. And they, because they, they are both former Brewers play and like he was teammates with them at different times. Yeah. He was teammates with Strickland with the Reds and with Vogelbach with the Mets. And so you have these former players that really do love Milwaukee and have really good things to say about it. 
and the, the like the Brewers do such a bad job of marketing that. Yeah, like, he, like I'm a baseball junkie. Like I'll, I'll there's two games I'll be watching later on today, and I'll watch whatever is on TV. And the the Brewers, like they don't reach out very much anywhere. Like they don't market things. Like I I don't know many Brewers fans. Like like here in Southern Alberta, where I am in Canada, where it's really really cold and adverse today but uh it uh you don't see brewers hats brewers like they, they don't go outside the market at all and, and baseball is a regional game i get it but the brewers just don't don't seem to go to that next level for whatever reason they don't promote their stars at all no they don't and you know unfortunately they're not the only ones could you imagine if the angels actually did that with mike trout yeah they don't they don't do that either but yeah it's really it's really something because Milwaukee really does have a lot going for it. You know, we talked about Bud C-League before. When you come to Milwaukee, you need to check out the C-League experience in Miller Park. And it's a really cool thing where they go through. They have uh, it's a short documentary on how he brought the Brewers to Milwaukee mm-hmm. and a short run through of the history. And it's got like his actual desk, like when he worked as owner. Like set up there with a, uh, a hologram of him giving the, the speech of yep. welcoming you to the stadium and everything. That's cool. Baseball, yeah, really baseball cool. does good good with that. Like with like like I said, those tours that you go on, they always have something that's great. Yeah, about the ballpark but you wouldn't me. know about it unless you went there and someone told you about it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because like I mean, and, you hate to compare everything to the Yankees, but like everybody knows that there's Monument Park. Right. Everybody, yeah. everybody knows. And then a lot of places you don't hear about what, what they have. And, you know, cause baseball fans will, will travel to go and see parks and they'll like, there, there's that, there's that thing, ballpark chasers where you get the, the book and the stamp and the whole bit. And people mm-hmm. will travel because people like baseball and going to different parks and, and watching their team and, and usually have a, a good chance to do it. So yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we'll get some extra innings to get you out of here. How's that sound? Sounds good. Is a hot dog or a brat a sandwich? Yes. Good answer. 100%. Day games or night games? Well, right now for me, day games, because I have a five-year-old <laughs> and I like to take him. So we, we, do, we do more day games, but I do enjoy a good night game. Uh, who do you dislike more, the Cubs or the Cardinals? I dislike... The Cardinals team more, but Cubs fans more than Cardinals fans. Really? What's what's the what's yeah. the reason behind that? Just because the the Cubs fans? Yeah, it's so irritating. Like it's a you you started the show it's talking about a Friday night Brewers versus Cubs and asked me what I'm doing, and the answer is I'm not going to that damn game because <laughs> there are so many Cubs fans there. They do travel well, yeah. Yeah, you know, but, you know, I don't know. It's, they must have been yeah. a bit insufferable after they won that World Series. They must have just been, oh, man, here they come again. Like, okay, yeah, we get it. You won one. Way to go. Yeah, well. Good on them, but. Yeah. It, it's whatever. No, but, like, Cubs fans, those games, te- like, you know, we talk about how there's, like, supposed to be, like, good-natured ribbing and stuff like that between fans. There's not a whole lot of that between Brewers fans and Cubs fans, especially on a Friday night after the beer's been flowing. It yeah. can get kind of can get kind of touchy. A little touchy. Uh, two yeah. more. Uh, what do we got here? 
How old is too old to bring your glove to a baseball game? I don't, I don't think there is a, I don't think there's an age limit on that. That's a good answer. I like that answer. Uh, Cause I do it once in a while, like not often, but once in a while, but cause we travel with a glove and it kind of gets a little bit, a little bit uh, touchy, but uh, last one. Do you want Aaron Rodgers back in green Bay? Oh, so I've covered this on my, on my site, Scott sports heroics. I don't care to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I, I really don't like, I really love Aaron Rodgers. I appreciate everything that he has done for the green Bay Packers organization. I have really enjoyed watching his career, but at the same time, I'm really excited to see Jordan love. I think that whoever takes the snaps in 2023 for the Packers, the offense is going to be just as good. Hopefully improved from last year. But like looking beyond that, if Rogers start, I mean, I will take Rogers back in 2023. If that doesn't mean Jordan love leaves. Because and that's the thing. Eventually gotta, he's got to yeah. play. Like you got to see what he's right. got. Well, he's got to right? play. And apparently, you know, he wants to play and he's going to ask for a trade or he's going to refuse to sign with the Packers if they don't let him play soon. And it's like, well, I would rather keep my future bright. Yeah. Because, you know, we talk about how hard it is to win in baseball. It is equally, if not harder to win in football. Well, yeah. and the thing is, they, they haven't won with Rodgers a whole bunch. And and if you look at the other teams that, that are just ahead of Green Bay, that it's a, there's a good chance they're not winning next year. Like, if you look ahead right now, you can, and in baseball, we could probably do it too, but in football, you could do it. The season just ended. You could probably pick 15 teams right now that aren't winning Super Bowl next year. Oh, yeah. Right? And just because of who, who won this year. And right. It's just the way the way it all all works out. Uh, Robin, thanks a lot for doing this. Tell everybody about what you got going on and where they can find you and different because you got a lot of stuff going on, my friend. Yeah, I do. Uh, so I I I am the director of content and co-owner of Wisconsin Sports Heroics, where we cover all Wisconsin sports: Brewers, Bucks, Packers, Badgers, Marquette. I uh, am heading down to Indianapolis next week to cover the NFL Combine. Nice for us there. So that's pretty exciting. And then I also have gridiron heroics, which is all football, all college football, all NFL teams that we cover that. And yeah, I got a couple podcasts that I do some Packer related ones. There's the cheese dads podcast and go dads, go podcast. Yeah. We just got a lot going on and you know, Packers season ended, but Brewers season is starting up. So there's no rest for the weary. And then there's the Bucks, of course, that, you know, we talk about not like championships. That's our best chance for continued championships. What was that? Okay, yeah, uh, what was that like when they, before we let you go, what was that like when they won? Like, was it, it must've been just unbelievable. It was, it, yeah. it was, you know, it was better. It was a better feeling for me than when the Packers won the Super Bowl in 2010. Because I had already seen a Packers Super Bowl back yeah. in 96. I had never seen a Bucks championship. And, you know, it, you know, we talked about the lean years with the Milwaukee Brewers, too. There were some 
equally, if not worse, lean years for like almost the into Bucks. almost into like the, the, like you forgot they even I had mean, a team. Yeah, like they were ready to ship us out to Seattle. Yeah, and you know, but you know, we got the right owners in place. Giannis took off, and we got a championship, and it was. It was wild. And, you know, if you ever come to Milwaukee for a Brewers game, you need to stay an extra day or two and go hit up that deer district that they built around the new stadium. That is some nice nightlife, some great Milwaukee cuisine, good beer. Just it is the place to be. And I wish the Brewers would do that around AmFam Field because that is what draws in your visitors well that's the thing like the, a lot of places do that now and like if you go like san francisco where they built their ballpark and geez, it's 25 yeah. years ago now that revitalized that area and all the restaurants yep. that comes up and like all these places that do that you just notice that it, it gets it revitalizes areas and it can it, you get 81 days of guaranteed business right like again yeah. and a lot of business and uh, why more more cities don't don't realize that I, I don't understand it it's it's odd that sometimes they put these things way out in the middle of nowhere and they get nothing but no it's uh we could talk for we could talk for days about that kind of stuff and solve all the problems of the world yeah. from our basements but anyways robin no thanks very much for being the guinea pig for doing this it went uh better than, than i hoped so, so thank you very much for being the, the guinea pig right. and and joining thank us on the 1420 uh sports bar podcast we'll check out all your stuff and we'll promote the heck out of you and do what we can thanks uh thanks a lot and uh, good luck to the Brewers this season. How many games a year do you get to, approximately? Oh, man. Well, before my son was born, I was probably going to 20. Nice. But after he was born, I'd probably get to about three or four. Um, but we have, you know, it'll be nice. I I recently quit my, my day job as a teacher to do this content creating full-time, yeah. so I think I'll have more time to get to some. Oh, it's uh, games this year, so that'll be good. Yeah, the old content creator bug, it's a thing. I, I fully understand what you're talking about there. <laughs> Anyways, Robin, thank you very much, and we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you.